Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's the first Thursday in May. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. Stephanie, I have an update for you. I got my taxes taken care of. Oh, well, good. I know. And guess what? I was soundly rebuked by my tax guy for procrastinating. But you had extra time. I did. But he said it puts the crunch on him. On him, yeah. So he encouraged me, even if our government gives us extra time, (laughs) to not... uh, you know, procrastinate. I don't blame so him. I that, worked I in know. an accounting office I once, know. and it is a lot of stress. Well, he showed me the stack yes. of people yes. just like me yes. that have called in late <laughs> April, and uh, I, I felt very bad. And I said, well, like I'm very sorry. an extra month of work for oh, them. Yeah. Oh, definitely, mm. definitely. So, wow. well, anyway, good. I'm glad you got it done. That has nothing to do with what we're talking no. about today, but welcome to Direct Line. We are so blessed that you're joining us. Uh, we have a great interview today. Most of the show is going to be our interview with Lucas Miles. Lucas is a pastor. He's an author. Um, I would even maybe say he's a producer. He's done a lot of video production, and he's written a book entitled The Christian Left, looking really at how this kind of left-leaning mindset is starting to infiltrate many churches. Mm -hmm. And I want to just say before we even begin today, and I'll let you speak to it as well, I'm not endorsing a political party. I'm not endorsing candidates. But I do believe that one of the challenges facing American Christians in 2021 is making sure that we know what is our truth. Mm-hmm. And you know, we went through that series uh, a couple months ago based on the book Another Gospel, right. looking at progressive Christianity. Right. But I just I don't want anyone to think that you're out here endorsing this party or endorsing this mindset necessarily. Mm-hmm. Lucas is really saying... I think, let's make sure that we know what the truth is mm-hmm. in terms of the words of Jesus, in mm-hmm. terms of the words of Paul. So what, what, not get too confused by the other stuff that's going out there and maybe well, titles or yeah. that attach to one side or the other. And I don't know. I'm just anxious to hear from yeah. him himself and, yeah. and see, you know, what he has. The book is coming out. Yeah, it comes out this week, yeah, actually. This week. I, I think, so. uh, obviously, we this is airing it. on May 6th. I've not read. It's not yeah. even available till Correct. May 4, but right. I have pre-ordered it. And I'm looking forward to getting it. But um, I just think that we live in an interesting time Mm -hmm. where culture's upside down in a lot of ways. I I was in a conversation with a friend from years ago and just stunned. His comment to me was, if you think about over the last 10 years, he said, what was unthinkable 10 years ago, it's unquestionable now. Right. And if you question it, you know, you're the bad guy and you're the bigot. And, um, and, you know, what does the church say? What does the Christian say? As families, you know, what do we say? So I think it's an important discussion. Now, we could not do Direct Line without our great sponsors. And last week we had such a full show (laughs) with uh, Rachel George and Jim Russell and uh, Chris Yates. We didn't even have the opportunity to share our sponsors. Didn't we say them twice to uh, make up? You don't have to say them twice, but we want everybody listening to know we really value these six uh, couples and individuals. We absolutely do. Uh, They are Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Deja Robinson with Robinson and 
chiropractic. The Darby family at Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tankwash, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, and Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance. And again, thank you mm-hmm. so much to each and every one of them. Thank you to Second Church yeah. and to the leadership at Second Church for uh, making this possible. And, you know, we did some advanced planning this week looking mm-hmm. at shows in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about yeah. we're going to hear from some aldermen in our community so? in the weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, trying to connect with some local authors. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's just a great opportunity to do direct line each week. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Let's go to break. And when we come back, we will hear from Lucas Miles, author of The Christian Left. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of the Danville, Illinois chapter of Ambux, which strives to live the circle of life by helping and serving others in need. With your generous donations and volunteerism, you help Ambux achieve their mission to inspire others to conquer challenges related to mobility and independence. To learn more about how you can be involved in Ambux, visit their website at danvilleambux.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, May 6th. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler, and we are super excited to welcome to Direct Line Lucas Miles. Lucas is the author of the brand new book, The Christian Left, How Liberal Thought Has Hijacked the Church. Lucas, welcome to Direct Line. Hey, thanks for having me. And I understand you're uh, from the Notre Dame area. Is that correct? That is that is correct. Fighting Irish, yeah. The uh, uh, so we're, we our church is just outside of South Bend. I have an office here downtown uh, where I run a, a film company as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been home base for us. We get to travel quite a bit, but uh, this is definitely where we uh, uh, where we operate out of. You know, one of uh, the only times I've been in that area, I had the opportunity to do some fishing. I think on the Elkhart River. Yeah, probably probably St. Joe River. Yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, or Elkhart um, area. Yeah. yeah, Elkhart area. Yeah, St. Joe River kind of goes, and South Bend's called South Bend because it's on the South Bend of the river, and then Elkhart's kind of just on the other side. Uh, but yeah, this is this area is kind of known for that. A lot of people, if you're not into fishing, don't necessarily realize that. Uh, but it's actually got a um, 
uh, a pretty unique um, uh, trout stream uh, yeah. where the, uh, the the steelhead go from um, the St. Joe River all the way to Lake Michigan uh, and back as they spawn. Uh, but what were you fishing for? We were fishing for smallmouth bass, and I'll tell you, we paid a lot of money to uh, have a guide take us out, and I'm wondering, is it worth it? And it ended up being one of the best fishing days of my life. That's awesome. You know, I've never even done that here, so that's yeah. that's awesome. So I will. I might have to look that up this summer and try to, try to make it happen. There you go. Well, hey, how is life and especially ministry unfolding for you in 2021? I mean, certainly like everybody, it's been, you know, just a crazy season. Um, we had a, you know, uh, for all intents and purposes, we had a, we had a good 2020, uh, certainly not the year that we wanted, um, but we navigated it. Uh, we have a lot of changes that are happening right now. Um, so with our, so I pastor a church, I run a business, you know, we have our hands in a few different things. Uh, so we are currently, um, we just moved out of our church building that we've been in for 10 plus years. And we have converted that completely to a daycare. So we're launching a daycare, which is underneath kind of the church umbrella and super excited about that. And there's a real need for the community. We've had two major daycares that have closed down this year, um, uh, mostly due to COVID. And so this is, there's, there's a lot of parents looking for it. Uh, and then also we are launching the church in a new location, which is similar to probably like a Dave and Busters or maybe some of these, uh, you know, kind of um, like adult gaming centers, you know, where they has uh, uh, laser tag and uh, bocce ball and arcade and and food and drinks. And uh, I think they have axe throwing and different things. We're actually launching our church in this building. The owners are believers. They're incredible. I actually just met with them yesterday. And uh, it's just it's it's super exciting. So this this week is actually our our kind of soft launch over at this new spot. So we have a lot of changes. And on top of that, it's my 20th anniversary next month. So, uh, you know, it's it's a busy season. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, you've written this book, The Christian Left. It releases this week. Why did you write this book? What would you say is your thesis of this book? And who is this book intended to be read by? No, great question. And and uh, first off, I appreciate, you know, any opportunity I can talk about these things. And it's so easy, you know, just by, um, you know, the cover of a, of a book, especially this book has has a little bit more of a provocative cover. You know, it's got uh, the, the this yellow um, Christian socialism, you know, symbol, which is actually the symbol used for Christian social by Christian socialists. And and, you know, this this book, though, it's it's really intended to, I've kind of described it as a love letter for the nation. I mean, I, I think that my heart in this is I've seen, you know, what the New York Times has has described as this ascendant liberal Christianity, uh, which of course they described as a great thing. Uh, but for me, it's rather concerning that this, this constituency of um, uh, Christians and sometimes so-called Christians who have really embraced uh, progressive ideology, leftist thought, and it many times Marxist theory, uh, mm -hmm. who have, um, I think, really injected themselves into the church, into Christian media, into Christian journalism. And the conversation of the gospel is changing. Uh, and we are seeing the media, you know, create additional divisions uh, between uh not only denominations, but just believers of all kinds. And I think the left realizes that they can't win elections unless they hijack the religious vote. Uh, and so as long as as the church is focused upon Scripture and the supremacy of Jesus, um, it, it's, you know, the, the, the moral 
framework and the Judeo-Christians of this nation shine through. Uh, but if the left can you know, turn that conversation and twist it and begin to villainize, you know, those that hold to, you know, biblical ideals. Um, they're able to, I think, win people over on their side and really use the cross as an opportunity to justify, you know, some of the, uh, um, uh, you know, progressive notions and, and, and socialist, um, you know, uh, playbooks that they operate by. And so I wrote this book really as, as a way to bring us back to biblical orthodoxy. And mm-hmm. my hope is that people on the left and the right read it. I actually give in the front of the book a sort of a choose your own adventure. If you identify as a leftist, read these chapters first. And if you identify mm-hmm. as a as a conservative, read it this way, you know, because I really mm-hmm. want to give the, the most uh, impact for people that are picking it up. Very interesting. When you use the term the left, are you just talking about the political left or are you talking about the theological left or both? Certainly there's an overlap. And in the book, I I really try to go out of my way to, first of all, dispel the idea um, that we hear so often. And I, I understand where people are coming from. But, you know, we hear this on the right a lot is that, you know, you can't be a Christian and be a Democrat. And and uh, I understand, I understand the frustration there, and and I'm certainly somebody who identifies with you know uh, the right side of the equation politically. Um, but I think as a pastor, I think it's important that we don't you know create these these additional hurdles that people have to jump over in order to be saved. Uh, I believe that salvation is by grace through faith, and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. That regardless, Amen. I don't see in Scripture, you know, unless you're a Democrat, you know, <laughs> then uh, then sorry, you know, uh, you're going to hell in gasoline underwear. You know that that's not the that's not the gospel. Right. The reality is, is, though, is that I do believe in at least as far as the Democratic Party that we see today. Uh, which is not kind of your, you know, your parents' Democratic Party or your grandparents' Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard to be a disciple and be a leftist politically. Um, uh, you know, ideas such as um, uh, abortion, the LGBT agenda, um, you know, uh, you know, all of the attack on on traditional views of gender that are happening today. Those things are are unbiblical ideas. And you really cannot be a disciple who is basing your life on the um, on the word of God and and hold to those things. It's a contradiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with that said, I, I also think and I address this in the book that there are people who vote on the right side of the fence who have actually embraced leftist ideas about God that they'd probably be horrified to know because many of them are so frustrated with the left, you know, quote unquote that they haven't realized that they've actually embraced a lot of leftist concepts of God um, that I think have just snuck their way into the church that also need to be, you know, really looked at and addressed. So it is the theological left. It's also the the political left. Um, but, you know, more than how people vote, I'm really, I'm really mostly concerned with how they view the word. So we just finished a sermon series uh, based on Elisa Childers' book, Another Gospel. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. I am, she, and I, I have not. I, she and I have never met, but everybody I talk to says, you need, you guys need to get together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I actually, uh, I think a mutual friend of hers is supposed to introduce us maybe even today. So yeah, oh, it's wow. interesting you bring that up. Well, it's a great read, and she really looks at progressive Christianity, which she would say is really another gospel altogether. And it denies, you know, the atonement. It denies much of what we would hold as non-negotiables of the faith. Um, How prevalent do you see this? And is that a factor behind why you wrote this book, The Christian Left? 
absolutely is a factor. And, and I think, you know, I've not, I've not read the book, but based upon what you described, I would say that that's true. And, um, you know, from, from my, uh, study and my research, the direction that I go with this is not just looking at the current description of, you know, the progressive gospel or the social gospel, but also where did that come from? And when you look at this historically, um, the those that really pioneered uh, what we're describing as progressive Christianity will tell you very clearly and very straightforward in their own writing that it is, in fact, another gospel than what is being preached by historical Christianity. Right. Progressive Christianity really emerged and sort of uh, um, found its, its genesis uh, during the 1700s and uh, during the Enlightenment and post-Enlightenment period. Um, there were multiple thinkers at that time that were kind of responsible for that, uh, from you know Kant to Hegel to uh, Voltaire. Uh, there was a, a French reformer named Henry D. Saint Simon that I write about in the book. Very interesting character, uh, kind of a uh, it's a little bit anachronistic, but sort of the first uh, Christian socialist before that word was actually ever used. Um, and and these individuals, um, you know, kind of collectively, uh, and and many other names as well, sort of set out to to do what was described uh, at the time as, as, you know, discover the historic Jesus. And, you know, as a Christian, that sounds good, right? I, I, I believe in the historic Jesus. I mean, that, that seems like a good thing until you realize how they define it. And, right. and for these individuals, the historic Jesus um, was basically, it was a look at scripture and through the birth of what is a study known as biblical criticism, and not all biblical criticism is is you know is bad. Um, it, it's basically a way of looking at the text and evaluating context and source and and authorship and these things. Uh, but there's sort of this radical view of biblical criticism that really does exactly what it sounds like. It criticizes the origins of, of scripture and and really casts a lot of doubt, um, needless doubt. Uh, and at it, because, uh, you know, utilizing sort of this God of the enlightenment, which was human reasoning, they could not wrap their mind around the idea of things like the resurrection from the dead and forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And, and the fact that, you know, Jesus would, you know, uh, that, that had a, vir- you know, there was a virgin birth and these things. And so, um, they set out to find this Jesus stripped of all divinity uh, stripped of all miracles, stripped of all sort of the supernatural, and they deemed all those things as sort of mythology uh, of Jesus. And so when they say the historic Jesus, they meant very specifically uh, the real Jesus that probably was once you cast aside all this, you know, silly Christian myth around him. And That's so, it. the you know, the Jesus that we know is the savior of the world was really downgraded to the great social organizer. And, and so what happened is, you know, uh, uh, Christian socialism was really birthed. And, and this has continued to today. And historically, you know, even in the last few decades, it's mostly lived within Christian seminaries uh, and sort of, you know, various sort of religious elites. Um, but what has happened is that as more pastors have been trained in these seminaries, it's trickled down from the professor to the pastor. And now it's worked its way into the pews. And yeah. so, you know, we are really a danger more than ever for uh, this new gospel. Um, it's being, it's starting to be, you know, proclaimed mainstream through Christian music. Christian movies are, are sharing some of this. And so I think it's very important that believers are aware 
And, and this is what I wanted to do in this book, The Christian Left, is, is help kind of shed some light on this so we really could you know, discern the true gospel from, from fiction. So I have a theory about why progressive Christianity has really seen a rise, especially with the younger generations, and it may be overly simplistic, um, but I'd love to get your take on it. I think the reason many are embracing it is because it allows them to be good with anything goes sex and still have some Jesus. What do you say about that? Yeah, it's, uh, in in my book, uh, first of all, I think you're right. Uh, and I, I don't think that's the only reason, right? It, it is right. a factor. and But I think there's another contributing thing that got us there. Uh, but the the Christian left really views progressive Christianity as sort of this halfway house. Um, they're able to feel connected to religion and to a higher power by, you know, continuing to use the term Christian and continuing to sort of, you know, use some of the spiritual language. In the book, I call this sort of this hijacking of language. You know, like you'll hear phraseology, uh, you know, Michelle Obama, for example, at the Grammys, I think it was after, I don't know if it was one of Madonna's performances or who it was, but, you know, you had this real scandalous sort of, you know, borderline demonic, you know, per performance that takes place on the stage. And, you know, she comes up with Alicia Keys and, and you know, someone else and, and just starts saying, amen, you know, and I think mm. if, if I recall, she made a comment like, I feel like we just went to church. And, mm. and you know, it's mm. sort of this spiritual language that's sort of hijacked from Christianity to really secularize it. Uh, but but this, this, uh, this attachment to progressive Christianity, it makes people feel connected to the higher power while still giving them the freedom to do whatever they want to. Because the, the nature of progressive Christianity is that there are no, there's no real rules. Uh, everything goes, everything's accepted. Um, you know, there's no, there's, there's nothing really that's taboo. Uh, if I feel it, then that is just validation that that's how God created me. And therefore I'm justified to live that and to follow those urgings, desires, et cetera. And it's important that we understand that, like, you know, as we're combating this, I never want to use my own personal morality as, as sort of this, this weapon against the Christian left. Because if you really understand the gospel, you understand that we're sinners saved by grace, that I only am here because of God's grace in my life. And it's nothing because of my, it's no righteous deed of my own or, or good behavior or anything like that. And if you break one law, you're guilty of breaking them all, according to James. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, but, but we have to recognize that although this isn't about personal morality, that's not what distinguishes a Christian. What, what does distinguish a Christian is this, this aspect of faith, trust in the Lord, uh, and really, you know, bowing to him as, as the, uh, the Alpha and the Omega, as God over my life, as my Savior, as my Lord. And progressive Christianity can't do that. They can, they can name him, they can talk about him in terms of his reforming work, his, you know, he, he works very well as a social organizer. Uh, but they can't they can't acknowledge the fact that Jesus saved us from our sins. And you'll never hear leftists like whether it be Pete Buttigieg or Warnock or, uh, you know, um, you know, AOC or anybody like that who who references their faith at times. You'll never hear them talk about forgiveness of sins, about, you know, repentance, about eternal life, about heaven and hell. Because those don't those go against the narrative of the Christian left, and mm -hmm. you know there there really is no such thing as sin within progressive Christianity, and so therefore to kind of come back to what you said, it's it's sort of anything goes, and this makes me feel spiritual, it makes me feel like I'm saved, and like I have some sort of moral high ground, 
um, because I identify with this Jesus, you know, sort of this hippie version of Jesus that just loves everybody and everything. It doesn't matter what you do, say, or, or how you live. Very interesting. Very interesting. Lucas, we're going to take a break. Um, and when we come back, we have a few other questions for you, but we're so glad that you're joining us today. Lucas Miles is the author of the book, The Christian Left. And uh, we're glad that you're listening to us. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after that. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of the Danville, Illinois chapter of Ambux, which strives to live the circle of life by helping and serving others in need. With your generous donations and volunteerism, you help Ambux achieve their mission to inspire others to conquer challenges related to mobility and independence. To learn more about how you can be involved in Ambux, visit their website at danvilleambux.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and along with Sunset Funeral Homes, we are proud to support the Operation Honor Guard's Day of Giving on May 13th. Here's Rich Darby with more information. Operation Honor Guard raises money for veteran service organizations that provide military funerals for fallen veterans. Often, members of the Honor Guard must pay for their own uniform and gear, totaling over $800. Please join us on Thursday, May 13th, during our Day of Giving. These heroes have earned the right to be buried with military honors, and monies raised will help cover the expense for the over 80 Honor Guards in Central Illinois. You can donate in person at sites in Danville and Westville from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. You may also donate online at OperationHonorGuard.us. In-person donations can be dropped off May 13th at Sunset Funeral Home at 414 North State Street in Westville and Hall of Fame plaques and signs at 3550 North Vermillion in Danville. You can also donate online at OperationHonorGuard.us. Support a day of giving Thursday, May 13th for Operation Honor Guard from Sunset Funeral Homes, Newhoff Media, and McDonald's, a part of every community. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg, and we are pleased to have with us today Lucas Miles, who is the author of The Christian Left, How Liberal Thought Has Hijacked the Church. And Lucas, we'd like to ask you a question about the proposed Equality Act. What is your opinion of the impact it will have, as it is currently written, on churches or parachurch ministries or even Christian authors like yourself? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, this is, I think, concerning for um, anybody who loves uh, freedom of speech and and freedom of religion. Uh, I think that this is, you know, not just something that that is targeting Christian institutions, but if I were, you know, of another faith, if I was Buddhist or Muslim or something, I would be concerned about that, you know, as, as well, you know, based upon, um, you know, what we're seeing, um, you know, as uh, the ramifications of this. And, and really even kind of the greater conversation that's out there with just sort of this sort of cancel culture uh, towards anyone who doesn't agree, you know, with, uh, with you exactly, you know, have how you, uh, uh, you know, doesn't agree with sort of the social, uh, cultural, you know, uh, norms that are in vogue at the moment. Um, it's concerning. And so, you know, uh, whether it be Amazon canceling certain books because it identifies mm-hmm. Uh, homosexuality as as uh, some sort of um, you know sexual uh, uh, you know uh, dys- dysphoria or um, uh, you know or 
or pastors, you know, being forced or feared to be forced to hire uh, individuals that might violate their doctrinal beliefs uh, by bringing them on staff. And so therefore, you know, there's, um, there's, you know, possible discrimination suits and these things that could arise or, Mm -hmm. you know, being forced to do, you know, a wedding of a same sex couple, uh, you know, even if that goes against, you know, our biblically held views. And so this is, this is a huge step backwards in religious freedom. Um, Overall, you know, I, I think that the last four years have provided, and this is something that I think Trump excelled at and also the uh, the judges that he put within various um, uh, various you know uh, court systems uh, that that he that his team appointed they they did some great things for religious freedom and we took some huge steps forward I think arguably at the end of 2020 despite all of the uh, the scary headlines that were there we it was probably the the uh, you you might be able to argue the most free religion has ever been in the United States. Uh, there were so many cases that were won, um, so many decisions that were made. But obviously, the left and the Biden administration has a major, you know, agenda. And religious freedom is one of those things that's on the chopping block. And I think this Equality Act is probably going to be the first of many things that are really tried to, you know, that try to get forced down on the American people and specifically on, uh, you know, religious institutions. And you know, as a pastor, my eyes are on it. Uh, and there comes a point where we just can't submit to things, despite the fact they can make it a law, they can pass it as a bill. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're going to follow it. And mm-hmm. because, you know, like we, we see in Acts, there's just some things I can submit to the state until it violates my faith. Mm-hmm. And I can't do so any longer. And I think that you're going to start seeing more and more pastors that are um, facing, whether it be charges, threats, um, you know, uh, you know, cancel culture, whatever it is, to what extreme, I, I think that's going to be on the rise this year. You mentioned uh, Amazon in particular and books being canceled. So yours coming out in 2021. Are you concerned about your book being canceled? <laughs> um, you know, I think that it would, I mean, to some degree, if Amazon canceled my book, it would probably be the best thing that ever happened, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everybody would talk about it. And, uh-huh. you know, I'd get a I'd get a front row seat on Fox and Friends to go to go chat about what happened. Um, look, I know that God's got this either way. I really feel like there's just been this this hand of favor on this message. Um, and and, uh, you know, Amazon's a private business. Um, you know, and we could, we could argue that and, 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 and they, they have rights to do what they want to do. Uh, but I think what, you know, what you see is that the more woke people go, the, the more, you know, kind of the, the consumer kind of runs from, uh, from those companies and sort of that, uh, saying that, you know, the, the internet saying of go woke, go broke, um, Amazon's a big ship and I don't think that they're going to go broke if they cancel a couple books, but, but I think more and more people are waking up. I actually have people, mm-hmm. a lot of people are coming to my website to buy this instead of Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're saying, look, Good. we want to support you directly. So they're heading up my website's lucasmiles.org and they're ordering it direct from me because they know that as an author that helps me. And also they don't have to, you know, kind of give money to an entity that is, um, you know, that, that might not, you know, be behind everything they stand for. And so, right. uh, so far, you know, there's been no threats of that. I, I hope certainly that it, it stays on the market, all these uh, platforms and, uh, you know, various bookstores, Barnes Noble, et cetera, have been carrying it, which has, you know, been awesome. Um, but uh, it's certainly, you know, we're in a 1984 society and, and uh, I think we all got to keep our eyes open. 
Hey, so I'm on the Amazon page right now for your book. And one of the things they do, at least for me, is they recommend that I not just buy your book, but I buy a bundle. And the two other books they've selected for me um, are great books, Live Not By Lies, Rod Dreher, mm -hmm. and We Will Not Be Silenced, Erwin Lutzer. Um, are you familiar with either of those books and kind of the point that they're making? I'm familiar with the title on both of them. I'm more familiar with Dreyer's than than yeah. the other. Um, and uh, certainly that, I mean, it, there's been a lot of comparisons between, I think, the three of these these titles and and uh, certainly, you know, uh, in, in good company, I think, overall with those guys. Yeah. I just think it's funny that they didn't recommend a book of liberal thought mm -hmm. or a book of, <laughs> you know, something along those lines. So you um, got to remember, I mean, Amazon, it, they might, they, they might money. have some opinions, but they also yeah. want to make a sale. And so, you know, yeah. if you're looking at this, uh, you know, chances are, chances are they, I think at the end of the day, the almighty dollar is more important than a statement, you know, yeah. for, for most capital, uh, capitalistic societies, as much as they want, as much as businesses, you know, in 2021 want to, want to, you know, really feign socialism. They still want to make a buck. Hey, um, I know you can pre-order on Amazon. You did mention your website. Give that site one more time. Yeah. So the site is lucasmiles.org. That's L-U-C-A-S-M-I-L-E-S. -E and we actually just received a giant shipment. So I got my first order of books in and we are beating Amazon as far as delivery. So Amazon is oh. not shipping until like May 4th, I think is their right. release day. It arrives right. May 6th from Amazon. Uh, we are shipping, uh, I believe we have a shipment going out even yet the end of this week and then probably another one the first of next week. So uh, my team's ready to go and I'm actually autographing all copies that come from uh, my store, uh, which Very you wouldn't cool. be able to get on Amazon or these other platforms. That's awesome. Hey, I've got a question I didn't send you ahead of time, but it's something that made me think as we were talking that I hear a lot. Um, I have multiple people in my world that are people of faith that believe Jesus is the only way to salvation. They've never questioned anything theologically, but they would say, I'm a Democrat. I've been a Democrat my whole life. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-marriage. And that's just how I roll. What would you say to someone like that that's not buying into the progressive Christianity? They're not buying into maybe the far left ideology, but they stay deeply committed for whatever reason to their political party. What role could they have in maybe changing the thought process of the people that they have influence with? That's a great question. And I think that, um, you know, one, we, we have the, the church has done kind of a poor job of answering overall. And I think people that uh, identify with more sort of that leftist equation, uh, left side of the equation, they, they feel isolated um, many times by the church. And, and ultimately, that runs the risk of just pushing them further and further left. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, what does that look like? Well, I talk about this, you know, much more in depth in my book. But first off, I do believe that you can be a Democrat and be a Christian. Um, and again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, discipleship needs to be an important part of that process. And I think as people are discipled, um, you know, they at least have to recognize that uh, some of the progressive agendas of the Democratic Party do contradict Scripture. I was actually meeting with a Catholic priest here uh, recently. He had heard about my book, and I, I actually filmed uh, part of my uh, my book trailer 
that we did um, over at his his church. I'm not Catholic myself, but I'm I'm a church history geek, and I you know I I just love kind of the study of all things you know Christianity. And so we were he's about my age. We were sitting down and and just you know chatting, getting to know each other, and and he's a conservative. And and you know one of the things that I, I said you know how do you deal with this you know because we're in a blue county in a red state. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I think at my church, we've probably, uh, anybody who was going to get offended over politics is probably not there anymore. Um, you know, and although we, you know, would welcome anybody as far as attending the church, you know, I think people just kind of know where we stand and, you know, and this has just been obviously a very divisive season for that. Um, but we do have people of different, you know, political backgrounds, uh, but, you know, we would, we would certainly mostly lean conservative, um, but he had said to me, he goes, you know, Lucas, he goes from a Catholic standpoint, and I can't remember the exact language that he said. I, th- I think he called it inherent sense. He goes, the Democratic Party platform, like no, no commentary about them, no, no, like just bias. The party platform, as it's stated, he goes there from a Catholic standpoint, there are nine inherent sins listed that they approve of. Mm, wow. And he said on the conservative side, there's zero inherent sins that the Catholic mm. church would refer to as inherent sins. And, and he says, look, you know, and we both kind of agreed, Jesus is not a Republican. He's not right. a Democrat. That was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> and, but as Christians, we have to say, look, like my vote, I have to vote with where I identify um, is going to be the closest in line with truth. The Republican party's got issues. We got problems. We got things we got to fix. You know, I'm very involved locally with, you know, um, uh, various conservative, you know, uh, groups here and helping them. And I, I own a media company as well. So, you know, I do some consulting on that side. Um, but, but it, you know, we still have some things we have to fix. And the Republican Party has really joined locked arms uh, with some very divergent, you know, groups who have conservative political beliefs, but very liberal, um, you know, views on God or very liberal views on sexuality right. and different things like that. And so we're going to have to be careful in the long run to see how that plays out. That's but, but I think that overall, you know, I would have probably more I'd be able to get behind somebody voting Democrat more at a local level, you know, for certain issues. Um, I can understand maybe, you know, you're part of a union or something like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think that the more you dive into Scripture, the more you're going to see that that there's a conservative, you know, um, uh, uh, just overlay um, to to the word that I think should guide, you know, our thoughts about freedom and liberty and things like that. Well, it's such a divisive uh, subject in church. Mm-hmm. So what would you d- say to someone of faith that's passionate about, about either political party? How do we, is there a way to, you know, bridge that divide or is it just a divide that's going to keep expanding? I, you know, I had a, I had a mentor one time um, and he was, he was kind of, kind of, uh, you know, joking with me once about when people really understand, you know, what I would call the gospel of grace. And he says, he always tells people, you know, if they read through Romans and it finally clicks, he'll say, wait a year before you teach it. Hmm. And, and basically yeah. we have this tendency to become very overzealous and, and, you know, we see, uh, uh, I think it was Mike Pence who described himself as conservative, but not angry. And there's a lot yeah. of angry conservatives right now. Sure. And, and I think that, uh, look, I understand there's certain things that I'm concerned about, obviously that, that anger me. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I deal with a lot of these things in this book, but I think that, you know, we, we can't allow our political view to ever eclipse our faith. Mm-hmm. And the left is trying really hard to paint the picture that every Christian in America who holds to biblical 
you know, um, uh, values is a Christian nationalist. Right. And mm -hmm. from my vantage point, there's almost like no such thing. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure that there are, you know, some skinheads out mm -hmm. there and mm -hmm. some racists out there and some neo-Nazis out there that are going to say, yeah, I'm a Christian and God's gun and country kind of, you know, real extreme, you know, judgmental racist sort of mindset. Uh, I, I, I have no interest nor, uh, um, you know, even there's not even much to comment about there. It's so obviously false. And every Christian in America knows that is a false message that has nothing to do with Christianity. You don't even feel the need to disavow it because it's so ridiculously false and heretical and evil that it doesn't, it doesn't even, it's, it's not related to the gospel one bit. Okay. This isn't like, I mean, it's not even like a distant cousin that we have to say, Oh, I'm sorry about what they did. You know, these guys have no affiliation with the gospel. Um, but the left wants to give the impression that Christian nationalism is just thriving all over this country. What's thriving on this country within biblical-based churches are people that love the Lord and that hold the biblical values, and they have a love of this country because it has um, uh, really empowered and given voice for those values to be proclaimed. Uh, I don't know one Christian that is in support of slavery. I don't know one right. Christian that's right. in support of racism. I don't know right. one Christian that's in support of, you know, these various, you know, the talking points that the left wants to throw at it. It's all, it's a straw man. It's ridiculous. So, you know, what would I say to the pastor who maybe, you know, pick up this book, go through it, take your time with it. Let it, yeah. let it, these things sit in and don't just, you know, run to kind of shoot from the hip, really make sure that you're walking in love and that because the only way you can really correct problems properly is with a heart of love. And otherwise it's really easy just to, to add to the, the offense and the, the negativity that's out there. We got some great reviews listed on Amazon, Mike Huckabee, a couple actors, Kevin Sorbo and Stephen Baldwin, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Buzz Patterson, several have really, um, Phil Cook, filmmaker, have uh, had much good to say about the book. The book is The Christian Left, How Liberal Thought Has Hijacked the Church by Lucas Miles. Lucas, last question, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for your church? How can we pray for future endeavors? I appreciate that very much. I don't get asked that on every show, so that makes a difference. You know, first off, I, I know that there are those that would love to see this this whole project fail. Uh, already one of the, the largest um, uh, uh, liberal uh, religious organizations in the country, uh, you know, shared out the trailer to my book and, and, and uh, you know, kind of incited all sorts of nasty things to be said about the book and all sorts of nasty names towards me. It doesn't bother me a whole lot, um, but I want to, I, I, you know, I care so much about people on the left and the right. And it's hard to show that just through, you know, a title of a book or, or through even just a single interview. Uh, I want people to be free. And, and I believe that true freedom is found in Christ. And so certainly pray for this, this message. Also, we've been blocked from uh, running ads uh, for the book on mm. certain social media sites uh, because it has the word left and the word liberal in it. Mm. And, uh, and so our ads are getting, getting uh, um, you know, rejected at the moment. And that was a big part of our campaign. You know, despite that, the book is still hit number one. It's the number one uh, uh, new release right now on Amazon. It's hit bestseller okay. on a couple categories in the past uh, month. Um, 
but you know, we need some help getting the word out. And so certainly prayers and anything that people can do to kind of share this, recommend the title to a friend, uh, you know, buy a book for your pastor or something like that. And then just, you know, personally, this is a big season of um, change for me, uh, not only, you know, with kind of the, the increased press around this, um, but also, um, some of the changes we have with launch into our new location for our church, et cetera. So a little extra stamina would go a long way. Well, Lucas, thank you for joining us. If you ever find yourself in Danville, Illinois, stop by second church. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Hey, I would love to do it. I'm actually working on a book tour. So if, uh, if awesome. you're serious about that, hit me up and we'll, uh, Let's work something we out. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. Lucas smiles, the book, the Christian left. Thanks for joining us on direct line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, May the 6th. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. Uh, Again, an extended interview this week with Christian author and minister Lucas Miles. Really interesting. And, you know, I I know there's some people that are going to listen with Lucas, and they're probably going to say I'm with him 100%. Mm -hmm. And I know there's people that are probably listening saying I don't agree with, you know, everything that he said. I'd love to hear from people. And I would love for people to get the book and read it and maybe dive in a little bit deeper. You know, I gave you a book, and I'm uh, Jesus and John Wayne is the name of the title. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's an author who is a professor from Calvin, and she really questions a lot of what's happening in the evangelical world. And I've reached out to her, I think it's Kristen Demetz, trying to get her to come on Direct Mm -hmm. Line. And I know there's a lot of people that listen to this show, they're not going to agree with a lot of what she's saying, but I just think it's important to be educated Mm -hmm. and to be aware of what, what are people writing? 
What are people thinking? And how does that play out in our faith journey? So I'd love to hear from you, Greg, at secondchurch.com. Let us know what you think. Now, we've got a couple things happening at Second Church tonight and tomorrow. Tonight is the Women's Care Clinic Annual Banquet Mm -hmm. Celebration of Life. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Evans will be in town. I'm so excited to hear him. The son of Tony Evans. Have you heard Tony Evans preach? I have heard Tony Evans preach. He's yep. very good. And his daughter, Priscilla. Priscilla. There's yeah, a couple daughters. Yeah. At, at, so good, yeah. yeah. And I'm excited to hear uh, Jonathan. He is the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And if you call me today, you can still come in person. It's not too late? It's not too late. Okay, we'll get good. you in. Good. But honestly, everybody can tune in online. We're going to have right. it online That's through right. Facebook Live and Second Church YouTube channel. So check it out. Mm-hmm. You will really be blessed by right. that. Now, you've got a special event happening tomorrow night, May tomorrow 7th. Night, May 7th. You know, Mother's Day weekend is coming up. Last week, if you heard our interview with Rachel George, you heard this more in depth. But with Mother's Day coming up this weekend, it's a fun time for a lot of moms. But Mother's Day is a difficult day for some moms who have lost children or who have never been able to bear children. And so uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night uh, here at the building, it's called Bella Madre. And if you would like to attend, we'd like you to call the church office and register or go on our website and click on the events tab and register. Rachel George um, has written a book on uh, grieving. And so we're going to be giving that book away. We want to make sure we have enough uh, books for everyone that would attend. And if you missed Direct Line last Mm -hmm. week, go back, listen to our very first segment. Mm -hmm. Uh, You spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. talking with Rachel and just really moved that here's a woman that has experienced loss, but is sharing her story to try to be a blessing to others. And I want to say thank you for doing this event because uh, you never know what lives will be touched by that. Hey, uh, last thing before we get out of here. India is in the news, and I've been to India on a couple Have mission you. trips, but um, man, COVID is absolutely out of control. It's like it's rampant. And it's causing just crazy, crazy problems for people. And, you know, India is obviously a majority Hindu country, but we have mission partnerships in India Mm -hmm. and they have reached out to us and they have been emergency requests. Mm -hmm. Please pray, Mm -hmm. please assist as needed. And so I'm going to be linking. How can you assist? Besides praying. Send money to mid India. They're doing their best to try to get vaccines. They're doing their best to try to get medication. They've lost members of their team. A dozen people connected with their team. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it really is not good whatsoever. So again, we can get so wrapped up in our own world here and what's happening here. There's been a lot of positive happening here that we forget sometimes it's not good news everywhere. So Mm. anyway, thanks for sharing that. Yep, Absolutely. Well, Hey, thanks for joining us this Thursday, May 6th. Thank you to Lucas miles, Mm -hmm. author of the Christian left for joining us on behalf of Stephanie Spangler. This is Greg Taylor saying so long, have a great week and we'll see you next week.